This is TF Wire, Transformers Week in Review, Episode 9, recorded October 2nd, 2005. Welcome to TF Wire Transformers Week in Review. I'm your host, Jesse slash Matrix Prime. As always, I'm joined by Debuster Prime. Como esta, mi amigo? And Pirated TV Pro. Having uh, microphone problems this week, so if I drop out, uh, you might hear me say hello. Hello? Am I, am I back on? And yeah, so. Well, you have the microphone problems. Debuster has the static problems. Awa isn't here because he's having internet problems, so. We're just I'm a nice, big, problems. dysfunctional family. <laughs> But at least we're here recording now. Yeah, we're doing all we can. Can't stop the signal. Okay, let's jump right into our stories here. Go for it. Okay, our first story is Beast Wars 10th Anniversary Rhinox has shown up on eBay. The eBay seller is SPX Toys and is selling out of Hong Kong. And the figure is a more cartoon accurate repaint of the Rhinox figure. But it still has the mutant face. Now, do you guys like the mutant face? Because personally, I hate it. Yeah, this will uh, this will be the first Transformer toy that I am going to take my uh, newly purchased Dremel to, uh, and just you know shave those off because yeah, I don't see any reason. Like I understand not doing a remold saves them money, uh, but yeah, this will definitely be something that is going to get fixed before it goes on my shelf. And I am thinking about actually displaying these right now. Uh, the only ones that I have displayed are the alternator figures. Um, so this will be the first alternator toys. Uh, outside of Transformers that I've bought in a while and I'm really actually looking forward to them. I'm really excited about the fact that we're getting these repaints that are show accurate and even though some of them are going to be it looks like uh, the Cheetor is uh, awfully you know, close to what it looks like what it looked like before um, but I'll, I'll be buying them you know, mostly for the Transmutate and you know, for display purposes. So, I absolutely hate Rhinox's mutant face but <laughs> I'm still glad that they left it on there because, I mean, really, it only takes two seconds to pop them off and for all the trouble it would take to go through the process of a remold and all the other deluxes are going to keep the mutant heads anyway, so it kind of keeps some consistency across the line. And But then you've, you've got those ugly bat wings hanging off the side of his face. Yeah, but they just pop right off. I don't even think they're attached by a pin. Oh, really? Well, if that's the case, then it'll be less dremeling work for me. Yeah, and... Not- you know, for like that one weirdo out there who actually does like the mutant head, I mean, he'll be a happy camper. Yeah. Now, I didn't collect Beast Wars at all when it first came around, so what was the point of the mutant faces? Well, it was it was originally, that was the gimmick line, right? That that that, that was, all of the, the first wave had that, um, if I'm not mistaken. I didn't, I didn't come in until right around Transmetal, Transmetal 2 stuff. All the earlier waves, except for the basics, had uh, mutant heads. And they originally were going to try to incorporate that uh, concept into the mainframe TV show, but it was cut out only due to budgeting restraints. Thank God for budgeting restraints. <laughs> okay, I, 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 I can't understand like what storyline would go along with the the mutant heads, except for the fact that maybe it was like to prevent them from the uh, 
the energon you know fields that they were having problems with or I thought maybe or, the uh, the mutant heads would just pop up whenever they got really pissed off or something you know yeah, it'd be, it'd be like, scare people away it'd be like their Jekyll and Hyde type thing or or like uh like you know face masks in in you know medieval times like they put them on when they were going into battle or something like that yeah something I guess a I little could, bit more feral maybe yeah I guess I could go for that but I don't know they're ugly. Except for waspinators, you know, <laughs> the ones that, the ones that were the ones that were incorporated into the show, I can I can deal with. So, okay, moving on. Go ahead. Okay, next story: the Universe Repugnance and Botcon Insecticons have an assembly error. This was reported by Sidecutter, and apparently the mandible piece on these figures is assembled upside down. <laughs> for for those of you who spent the money to, you know, buy these pieces of plastic. <laughs> Not only were they way too expensive, but they were assembled wrong. So, money well spent. <laughs> we're laughing with you, really. Yeah, something like that. Well, I'm not. I'm laughing at them. Yeah, at, with, it's all <laughs> part of the big same field of things. Yeah, like, at, as I'm, like, looking at these more and more and looking at the toys that were released at Botcom, I'm actually getting less and less impressed with them. Like, like I'm sorry, but but having an exclusive be, you know... They've got two molds that they they repainted three times. Like, come on! <laughs> like, I I would have much rather if you only had those two molds. Just do them. See, my ah, there it goes. Okay, golly. Okay, uh, <laughs> do them once. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That mic thing just ruined that whole rant that I was gonna go on. But oh well. You're still here. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. You, the, you saved it. Just yeah. Just do them once. Like, get it over with. No, now I'm gone again? No, no you're still here. here. No, no, okay. This is going to be a horrible podcast. <laughs> uh, just do them once. Repaint them. If you're going to do, like, multiples, have a reason for it. Like, I, I, I actually really like the Viper Twins that they did uh, last year. I, those are the, you know, I, I got those. And, you know, it has a good storyline behind it. And I guess you can, you can say that the whole clone thing is a good storyline, but not in my opinion. And they're all way too similar. It seems like a cheap reason to to be repainting the exact same thing over and over again. And then to have all the Fimbots be the exact same mode, like, uh, yeah. I just don't like it. Yeah, I think when people are asking for more Fimbots, that's not quite what they had in mind. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it wouldn't be so bad if, if they were all remolded heads. But the fact that they did one remold and then just stuck it on all of them, like, <laughs> I don't know. They wanted to save some money. Well, it seems like it seems like from all the reports we're getting that it was it was run much more as a business this year and much less as a as a fan convention. That's what that's what I've been hearing. So yeah, I liked it better when they were hemorrhaging money. <laughs> yeah, when, when everything was costing less. I mean, truthfully, I, w I would I would really I really wish that they would you know next year stick with maybe three molds. You know, if you've got to charge more for them, fine. But you know, have enough paint applications and have you know enough behind them. Like the the packaging was really impressive this year. I mean, that's what you know. I think we all agreed on that 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 was really good. Have individual packaging for them, not just one big pack or you know shoved in a bag with a bio card. Like, I don't know. But they made money, and that's what counts for them. I not guess. So. Okay. So. Next next story. I'm I'm all ready for it. Let's do it. All right. Just say no to protos. Ryan of Master Collector wrote an article in the latest TF Club magazine, and the article basically says that purchasing prototypes can lead to the cancellation of the toy line. The prototypes can be hazardous to your health, 
and the prototypes can disintegrate on your shelf. No, <laughs> why would you write an article like this? Did he really say because it was hazardous to your health? I thought he just said it didn't meet the normal like safety standards that they have under U.S. laws and whatnot. Hey, I'm just quoting the post on the Allspark. Yeah, he, uh, eh. I think he's mad because all, all, and and truthfully, all of the BotCon exclusives got out on eBay before they were revealed at BotCon. I think that's what he's really mad about. It's the fact that people were able to buy them for some of them less expensive than they actually were at the con, because you know people weren't expecting them to be that much on eBay, <laughs> and and the fact that 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 happened is what's really making him mad. And I think they probably didn't sell as many exclusives this year as they were hoping. Gee, I, I wonder I, I, why. Yeah, I wonder why. Maybe because they were eight thousand dollars. Um, because, and I, I'm guessing he's trying to find a scapegoat. That's that's the only thing that I can go with. It. But yeah, the whole you know they're gonna fall apart. They're not meant to be seen. Like I can understand it when it's coming from Hasbro, um, and yeah, he's the official collectors club guy. Um, but even the Hasbro guy said, you know, they're stolen. Um, you know, there's nothing they can do about it. If you buy them, then that's up to you. But I. It really seemed like he was trying to set up a witch hunt. Yeah, I mean, who's really to blame here? Are, are we really going to blame the, the Chinese factory workers? I mean, how are you going to earn their loyalty by paying them like two cents a day? Yeah. <laughs> so. Du, du, du. Well, that's all I got as far as the news. It was kind of slow week. Yeah, um, the one thing that I have, uh, Newsarama um, at newsarama.com has an article uh, about IDW announces Beast Wars plans. Um, show some art from the series. Um, this art actually looks a lot more like the uh, Dreamwave art that we saw in the preview for Beast Wars. Um, it's Don, uh, Don Figueroa or Figueroa or Figueroa. <laughs> you got all Figueroa, Figueroa, Figueroa. And uh, Josh Birchman doing the colors, I guess. Um, so it looks really nice. You get to see some art there. It's got a nice like collage of the Beast Wars. It shows uh, the Axelon and the Nemesis fighting in midair, and then it's got a nice page with a Polar Claw and uh, uh, what's it? What's his name? Uh, Magna Boss and and uh, uh, one of the Spitter repaints. Um, looks really nice. Looks really good. Um, talks a little bit about uh, about what they're going to be doing with the uh, regular Transformer series and uh, a Best of series, which is the Marvel stories that are only going to be a dollar ninety nine an issue. Um, so this came out shortly after BotCon. Um, first that I've seen of the official IDW art. Um, but someone on the, the AllSpark actually posted um, some of the black and white art from the Dreamwave series and then posted the, the color picture that we see in a Polar Claw. And it's, it's like the same scene, basically, just drawn differently. I'm guessing because, you know, of all the, the problems that, that Dreamwave can't had, they can't just use the exact same art. So right. it seems almost like the same story, though, because it was, it was never published, so they don't have rights to it or, you know... So, but yeah, it looks interesting. It looks good. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they expound on the Beast Wars universe. If they do the whole, there's a battle going on on the other side of the planet type of thing. Um, I don't know. It should be interesting though. Uh, I, I, the reason why I'm, I'm talking about this is because of the fact that Beast Wars um, was the reason why I first started getting the Dreamwave comics. It was because I wanted to support them enough to get a, a Beast Wars comic. Um, and now this is going to be, I guess, a, a four-issue limited series um, debuting in February. So, And um, I just want to note that you will not be supporting Dreamwave if you buy these comics, so it's okay. Yes. No one will be getting a Porsche uh, out of the profits made from this. Well, they might, but... No more Superstar? Yeah. 
No more stupid stunners with their shirts off, doing wonky uh, perspective and and all of that sort of stuff. Hopefully, who knows? We, we might see some old uh, suit guys from IDW. Cross your fingers. Uh, start shedding clothing. <laughs> but um, one of the other things is uh, at BotCon, um, people who are there, and uh, I believe they were take, able to take photos. Got to see uh, protos of Blender and Moldive, uh, which are going to be. Um, I guess Gigalonia planets uh, uh, characters. Uh, one of them is uh, looks like some sort of drilling machine. The other one is a big uh, cement mixer. Um, got to see their uh, cartoon colors um, this past week. Um, uh, T Formers has a uh, 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 story up about it. Um, not not a big fan of the mold dive mold. Um, just looks kind of like a. I don't know. It, it suffers from the same uh, other problems that a lot of the Gigalonia stuff does. It looks like they kind of did like the robot mode first and then just kind of fan transformed it into the <laughs> into the vehicle mode. But the uh, the blender is really impressive. I mean, I, I really like the transformation. It looks interesting. The fact that the, the, the cement mixer part opens up to become his weapon, um, it just looks really nice. So Why do we need a cement mixer that big? I mean, what are you going to do with all that concrete? You're gonna build Autobot City, or yeah, when you've got when you got transformers that are like four stories tall. They need big roads. Of, uh, yeah, big roads, lots of concrete. So, but yeah, I, I'm I'm liking it. It should be interesting once we get to that part of uh, of Cybertron to see you know how that all goes because we've been getting reports on uh, I guess the mini cons are gonna play a bigger part of that that planet. They're going to be uh, like the the drivers and attach and be able to do stuff, and I guess they're uh, the mini cons can combine somehow too. So more mini cons, no, more, more powers. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of them, but at least they're giving them you know something interesting. It seems like you know they're giving them a purpose, and we, you know we haven't had much mini con except for the whole kid stuff that's driving me crazy. I've <laughs> I've been DVRing it, and I've just been fast forwarding through all the kid stuff. It's like <laughs> why the hell can't we just edit this out, like. It's so annoying, and it's just getting really, really redundant. So, um, trying to think, uh, we had uh, something I wanted to talk about. Um, one of you guys, one of you listeners, actually um, emailed us um, and told us that we had made a mistake. So, I'm actually signing into the TFWire account right now on Gmail. Matthew Ignish. Yeah, Math Matthew. Um, we had talked early on about uh, Wave 3.5 toys um, getting a DVD release, and we kind of complained at the fact that uh, Hidden was going to be the one that's going to be included in there, and the fact that none of the Transformers that were in there um, were going to be in Hidden. Well, he pointed out the fact that uh, the cars that, that you see um, are uh, basically blur. Um, and they are, they're remolds of it. They never say that the name is Blur, but, you know, it is. And he sent pictures and everything. And he showed the, uh, the Galaxy Force release of Blur. And he showed the, um, the picture that we got um, from the TV show. And it's basically the same thing. So at least in Japan, uh, the Blur with the red stripe going down the center, it's basically what was in Hidden. Um, so we were wrong. One of the 3.5 toys is going to have the DVD. I, I don't think that they thought about that, though. That's, that's why I told him. I was like, if you're giving uh, Hasbro credit for doing that, then you're giving them too much credit. <laughs> um, and the other thing I didn't know about, um, Long Rack has always been one of my favorite Japanese characters. Um, and I you know, mentioned that the fact that I didn't realize that uh, 
that uh, it was it was going to be on the TV show, but I, well, I guess this is a spoiler. So for those of you who don't want to hear it, um, in episode 37, um, they've got him in in robot mode behind Autovolt, um, and I was really impressed with that that they actually you know took that toy and and scanned it in and put it in there. Um, I guess he doesn't say anything, but the fact that they you know put a what looked to be a toy only character and you know somehow worked him into the the storyline, I think that's pretty cool. So. But I think that's about it. Um, hey, Dustbuster. I got the uh, armor hide. Who what? Armor hide from the uh, the latest wave of uh, Cybertron Basics. Right, right. Turns into and... a Mack truck. Looks like Huffer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, a, cu- a couple minutes ago, you were saying you didn't know how you feel felt about him. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I'm not really a big like semi trucker hat kind of person, but uh, I, I mean, looking at this figure objectively, uh, he's got good articulation. He's got a uh, ball joint, neck, shoulders, elbows, hips. Um, let's see. He's got swivel knees and uh, swivel ankles. Um, when you put in the force chip, his uh, chest opens up to reveal a, uh, a missile rack. It's something I didn't notice before is that the missiles actually extend out from the rack just a little bit as you insert the key, which is a nice little detail that uh, gives the toy some depth. And I think what's really the biggest deal about this guy is that on his gun, he's got a slot to uh, store his force chip. And I think that's the only figure other than uh, Fangwolf uh, Snarl in the U.S. that has a slot to, to hold the force chip. And that's really something that should have been standard on all figures. So to, to have something like that on a basic when it's missing on pretty much everybody else... Oh, I forgot. The Supreme Starscream has that, too. Yeah, I was about to say Supreme Starscream has a... I guess you can put both of his Force chips yeah, there's, on there somehow. Yeah, there's a slot uh, facing upwards, and there's one on the other side that, uh, that holds the chip upside down. Yeah, so right. for a basic guy to have this, um, yeah, that's pretty awesome. I'm still not digging the truck then, but uh, for people who love trucks or just love uh, figures with good articulation, he's... Uh, a pretty decent guy, and he does look a little bit like the uh, the cartoon uh, image of uh, G1 Huffer, and that kind of fits being as he's like a little truck. So, yeah, yeah, pick him up. Good stuff. Nice little fan wink. Oh, oh. okay. We really need to find a. If anyone has a, a wave of the sound of all the the like couches and TVs and stuff screaming <laughs> in Pee Wee's Playhouse, send that over because I would love to have it. And I've been looking for one. And I can't find it, so all I, all I can find is everyone saying, "You know what to do, scream!" <laughs> so, um, but I think that's about it. Did you want to go to some uh, listener topics? Some listener topics? Sure, I got a few right here. Um, here's one. What was the lamest TF gimmick you ever saw? In my opinion, Superlink. <laughs> like I I, can, I couldn't stand. Super League. That, that was the one that really drove me away from the main uh, TF line and, and towards alternators. Because, like, that means in order to, in order to take advantage of the gimmick, you have to buy more toys. Right. Like, like that's what their big thing was. And, and while that's, you know, great for them, you know, in order to, <laughs> to, to do what you want to do, you have to buy another toy. That, that sucks for fans. You know, if I'm going to have a gimmick, it's going to be something that, you know, I, I don't like the mini cons, but... You know, at least then, you know, each one came with a minicon. You can attach it and do whatever. You can the, throw them the away. Galaxy, yeah, the Galaxy <laughs> Force chip thing. You know, you've got the Force chip. It works on all the toys. Plug it in, whatever. But Superlink, 
buy another toy, put it, stack it on top of this one. You know what though? And it'll be amazing. If you only have one toy, you're kind of stuck. But once you get beyond that, every single toy you have, the number of combinations grows exponentially. Yeah, but like, like when I'm thinking about when I was a kid, like I was lucky if I got like, you know, two toys for my birthday and like, you know, two toys for Christmas, and like, like the chances of them coming from the same line, like one was usually like Ninja Turtles and one was, you know, whatever else, you know, whatever the one that was the space show where they had magnets on their feet or Dino Riders or something like that. Starcom. They were never like. Yeah, Starcom. They were never from the same like show, so like, like I would have one, and I'd be able to. Hey, look, mom! I can transform my <laughs> my transformer from a robot to a boat to a pair of legs <laughs> or to a torso, like, but not a whole another you know additional robot. And the fact that they that they in the in the cartoon they seem to pair them up a bit. I would I would have much more preferred for them to you know just you know do two packs or something like that, so that you know Ironhide and Hotshot who are always seem to 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 power links they could they could go together you know there's two packs on sale now at toys r us yeah so i don't know I, I i was just never a big fan i was a much more big fan of the of the decepticon characters from that show the the beasts and cruel lock or no that was from energon and that uh, superb hyper power yeah where guns just yeah. flip out and yeah that's it i, I don't know <laughs> Well, well, what do you think we're getting in uh, in uh, in Cybertron? Put in a key and guns flip out. And, like, I don't know. Unlock the power. There's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the one, the one that uh, the one, the one listener idea that I liked was uh, says the Transformers once met Spider-Man. What other comic book license would the Transformers one day meet if you could make it happen? And why and who would win? Oh, what do, can what do we you think, uh... backtrack for a second to the worst gimmick before we jump over to that? Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Sorry. Yeah. yeah sorry. Go ahead, Devoster. Uh, I would probably vote for Transmetal Two, Black Arachnia, and her Roundhouse Kick. Do, do either of you guys have that toy? No, not me. I do, but it's still in the box. So. Oh well, consider yourself lucky because, I mean, basically you just wind up her waist and then you hit a button and then it just spins like crazy and it looks nothing <laughs> like a roundhouse it's just like some kind of cartoonish top gone wrong and I don't get it it just doesn't make any sense <laughs> well at least at least it didn't run for a whole line like you didn't have like you know 15 of those toys that all did that exact same thing yeah it was just figure based yeah that and and, and Back in the day, I remember I, I I really didn't like the pretenders, um, but like now that I think about it, like, you know they're kind of cool. And if they were to do it with today's technology, it would probably be a lot better. But I remember you know you basically just put them in a shell and weren't able to do a whole lot with them. So I find I find lots of pretender shells at uh at uh at, at garage sales that people don't want because they've been they actually played with the toy, and you know the shell is still in pristine condition because no one really cared about it. Yeah, nowadays you could do it with those. Uh rubbery uh, suits that they used for those uh, Godzilla figures in the Microman line. That'd be pretty nifty. Yeah, with today's technology, I think it could actually be kind of neat. Not that I want a whole line of it, but it could have been done better, uh, but I don't know. Yeah, maybe so. like two or three figures would be pretty cool. What, what do you think, Jess? What do you think about uh, the worst gimmick? Well, as much as I hate the Minicons, I'm going to have to go with the Action Masters. Action Masters? Non-transforming Transformers. The worst idea ever. Yeah. 
Not alone. Not alone. Was there? We say that, and then and then when people were, were we had the uh, the stuff that was imported from Japan, the the stuff that was sold at Walgreens and and that sort of stuff, people were buying it left and right. But I guess those were just more like figures for display, not really meant to be played with. Yeah. Back to Spider Man. Back to uh, back to okay, Spider Man. Back to Spider-Man. Uh, what other comic book licenses would the Transformers one day meet if you could make it happen, and why, and who would win? Debuster. Uh, I, for the longest time, uh, not just as far as comic books, but in a toy line, I've been dying to see a Mask versus Transformers crossover. Because I think that would really give the humans like, something useful to do in the line. I mean, they would have their own vehicles that should transform into mobile weapons, and you know, they'd go blowing stuff up right along with the Transformers. Makes sense to me. What about you, uh, Matrix? Uh, well, I don't read m many comics, so <laughs> I wouldn't really know. I, I couldn't think. I like for the longest time, I was trying to think of like what other like robots type of thing would be kind of neat. But like the only like big cyborg stuff is like Deathlock and uh, the Vision, and and none of that's really interesting <coughs> to me. Uh, and I don't want to do something stupid like the like I believe the Marvel had uh, like the X Men meet uh, Star Trek, <laughs> like. Like they just start getting ridiculous. Are you serious? Um, yeah, the, the, I believe it, it was either a book or a comic, or there was something ridiculous like that where it was X Men and Star Trek. Uh, I'm sure someone can uh, can write in to tfy or gmail com and let us know, but I'm pretty sure that's that was one. Um, but I don't know. I, I couldn't think of any like I, I, the. It seems like Transformers versus the Sentinels. That would kind of be like a something neat if if there was a crossover and they you know met up with the X Men and so you've got you know, X-Men driving around in the cars and then the Sentinels. Because the Sentinels, I mean, they would still be bigger than, than the Transformers. I mean, they're like city size as opposed to like car size. So that would be kind of interesting. So, and and I prefer like uh, the uh, the Marvel continuity. So maybe uh, something with those uh, Marvel Metamorph figures that I cannot recently. Oh, oh, yeah. See, there you go. They've got a comic out right now too. Yeah. The Metamorph figures. So that that could be interesting because those are actually transforming Marvel characters. So, yeah, that would that would have been interesting if Marvel had somehow gotten the the comic license if they would have thrown that in there. So, other than that, one more listener topic. Go for it. Okay, I know the answer to this one. <laughs> you, well, then why are you even asking? Well, I, I meant for Debuster. I knew how he's going to answer it. Oh, okay. Okay. Here's the question: What is the coolest Transformer toy sound? Chance to play my toy sound. <laughs> yeah. Red alert. Whoop out the toy. Woo. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> See, one of, the, one of the first toys that I ever imported was Super Fire Convoy. And uh, being a dust head. Super Fire! The, Super Fire! <laughs> I really liked. I really liked that a lot. And that, that would top the list for me. I, I really, usually the first thing I do when I get a toy that has sounds in it is I take out the batteries because yep. they're just going to sit there and get corroded and, and everything. So I, I usually don't listen to them much. I, I you know hit them maybe like once or twice, see how the how it sounds, but then after that I take them out. But the only one that still has it in there to this very day, and I check to make sure they aren't corroding, <laughs> is Super Fire Convoy because because of that. It just uh, has such soul to it. I don't yeah, I got to go with Super Fire Convoy too. Yeah. I think a lot of fans would say that. It's just... 
it seems to be something that really caught on the whole <laughs> super fire. <laughs> I don't know. So, if I had but. to go for uh, I guess a second place for the on the sounds, it would be uh, Air Attack Optimus Primal from Beast Machines Robots in Disguise. Yeah, that has really good sounds. The sound chip on that and the way it comes out, the clarity is wonderful. It's like Gary Chalk is right next to you. Yeah, as far as, as far as technically, I would say that's probably one of the technically best made sound chips. Uh, because it does. It sounds exactly like it. And I'm glad that they got the, the actual voice actor to do the work and everything. So, But I'm guessing that wraps it up. That's, yes. uh, that's all I got. That's TFY Episode 9. I guess this is... Uh, Pirated TV Pro signing out. Uh, I'll get a battery next week, so we won't have to deal with my microphone problems. I'm sorry if there was uh, any really bad stuff in there. Um, uh, like I said, but TF uh, Pirated TV Pro signing out. You must have Prime. It's been another great one. And this is Matrix Prime. Out. TF Wire begin. Welcome to TF Wire Transformers Week in Review. I'm your host, Jesse slash Matrix Prime. As usual, I'm joined by Debuster Prime. Oh shit, hold on. I got it set for a minute instead oh. of an hour. I gotta do that. <laughs> okay, this is going at the end. <laughs>